1: welcome to the roma press podcast with john solano and andy Mattioli. hello everybody welcome back to another episode of the roma press podcast we hope you are doing well so let me first start off by saying i apologize that this episode is coming out so late usually when there's big news like the appointment of a new director as there was two days ago with the appointment of tiago pinto We would have something out almost immediately. However, once Andy and I recorded the episode originally, I had it all mixed. I had it all ready to go, edited. I was literally about to upload it to our our podcast host. And then I received a message from Roma, adding some clarity on some of the, the details regarding Pinto that I'll discuss here momentarily. And what they told me rendered essentially... 50% of what we had already recorded redundant. So with that being the case, I obviously did not want to upload what we had already recorded. So this is me now re-recording parts of my end and then momentarily when you hear Andy come on, that will be the good portion that was not rendered redundant. So the original episode was right around one hour long This one will probably end up being significantly shorter, maybe half of that if I'm lucky here, depending on how long I can talk. So yeah, that is why this episode is coming out later. So I do apologize for that. So to add some clarity here in regards to what they told me, I did publish an article regarding this on the website, RomaPress.net. So this is in regards to, and what we discussed for the first 15 to 20 minutes was this new structure that Roma was constructing internally within the club because quite curiously when they unveiled the appointment of Pinto they made his title general manager which is typically an American term we usually don't see that here in Italy usually we see sporting director we'll see general director Direttore Generale we'll see technical director so General manager to me was quite an open-ended term and added to that was uh, Somebody at the Friedkin group who was part of the appointment process of Pinto informed me that it is possible that they could hire or appoint another Person in the sporting area of the club to work alongside but essentially below Pinto so I published that yesterday and then again, right around that time, when I'm about to publish the, when I'm about to publish the episode, that is when um, somebody associated with with Roma contacted me, and they added some clarity in regards to the situation. So again, you can find the article on the website, but for those of you who did not read it, from Roma's standpoint, they are essentially referring to Pinto as direttore generale, so general director of the sporting area of the club. So I'm just going to read word for word what uh, somebody within the club, what they told me because they they came across my article and they wanted to clarify on some things because when you have general manager and then you add on top of that the possibility of the club appointing somebody else in the sporting area of the club, you would essentially think that you'll have a sporting director and then Pinto could perhaps be the technical director. So there was a lot of confusion regarding Roma's use of the word general manager, which is again something we don't use here at all. So I think that added to the confusion. And then on top of that, um, we discussed it in the previous episode. But Roma next month, um, which is also when Pinto officially starts, but he's technically, if we want to, if we want to be precise, he's technically already started doing some of his uh, doing some of his role. Although, officially, he doesn't begin with Roma until January. Um, Roma are also going to appoint another director by the name of Stefano Scalera. Now, various newspapers and websites over the last week, they have been also labeling Scalera as a general director or a DG. And the news of Scalera's arrival came out before Pinto's official unveiling by the club on Wednesday. So, you essentially both from within the media and the the supporters there was a lot of confusion as to what this actual setup was because for me I was told really from the start that Roma you would have somebody who oversees sporting a sporting director a general director and then you would have Ryan Friedkin as the vice president and then you would have the CEO Guido Fiengo with various other directors being involved, but when it came to the footballing portion, those four were going to be the primary points of reference. So, so to clear this up, I am just going to read verbatim a message that somebody within Roma sent to me in regards to what, again, this new structure looks like. So they say, Tiago will be the general manager. In Italian, we can call him the general director of the sporting area of the club. His role includes the skills and competencies of the Sporting Director. In essence, he will be the one to direct the transfer market choices in close contact with the owners of Roma." So, essentially, for all intents and purposes, even though we are going to be referring to him as General Director or General Manager, Pinto is Roma's Sporting Director. Now, I also asked about Scalera because, again, Many newspapers, many websites, they were labeling him once the news came out that he will be joining the club. They were labeling him initially as the general director of the club, which added even more confusion once the club unveiled Pinto. So this is what I was told on Scalera. They said, Scalera is not official. However, if he were to arrive, he would likely fulfill a role that deals with the club's relations with various institutions. However, that would be only if he were to arrive. Again, Tiago will be the reference point for all footballing matters within the club. So that's what Roma have to say about the matter. I appreciate them very much clarifying that because there was a lot of confusion because general manager is not a term we ever use in Italian football. So. Thank you, Roma, for clarifying that. All right, so now I am going to bring Andy on and I will try my best to make this sound not awkward at all because now I'm going to try and merge these six or seven minutes that I have been speaking here with the good parts of what we have previously recorded. So let me bring Andy on now where he begins with just his general thoughts of the appointment of Pinto. I think we
2: are sort of shifting into a new era of of football where we sort of bring in these ideas from the U.S. um, And again, I mean, this... You know, you br- you bring in Pinto because uh, one of the th- one of the few things you can find about him uh, on the internet, I think, because <laughs> if you type in his name, you get a footballer that used the to pl- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that used to play for Benfica, but he plays in Turkey, and um, so you have to do some really nice research to even find two or three articles in Portuguese that mention him. Um, one of the few things that we know about him is that he's big on data analytics and uh, and he's big on scouting. And he started off not really into football. He started off from other uh, sports uh, around Benfica um, and then sort of found his way and, and made an interest into the world of football not so long ago, I believe three years ago. So he's he's a fresh face on the block in, you know, whatever that means, even even in the context of Roma, but also in the context of football in general. He's he's a fresh face on the block. But that from what I've read from the few things that I've read, that it's really about him believing in in the, in this technology, believing in in how in, in a new way of running things um, sporting wise. and. Uh, And so that's, I think that's what we went for is we expected the Friedkins to come in and change the people around Roma, within Roma uh, as a club. And that's what they're currently doing. We've seen a few new names appear, maybe not, you know, not in roles that are are as accessible as the GM or the, the sporting director, but still. Key roles within the club that changed names um, now Pinto um, possibly someone alongside him. Now the big question arises: whether it's going to be a sporting director or perhaps you know just a, like a, a head of a scouting network. W- w- what happens next? And um, and you know also Di Marzio in one of the many tweets where he sort of wanted to 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 answer to those that were questioning. Whether it was really a sporting director, he said that Pinto, from what he knows, not saying that that's you know it's official, whatever. But from what he knows, Pinto will take courses at Koverchanov f- to become a, a sporting director, um, and that's that's obviously as far as you can go at this stage. You know, you can have two guys who have the same kind of knowledge, or perhaps you bring in a more experienced one to to put him next to the younger Pinto and um and 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 that's that's really uh, what we can say about this situation right now because it's uh it's a it's a big question mark but i think it's for me it's an exciting question mark when you don't have you know when you don't have all the accolades when you don't have um the the big resume the the you know the the Thousands and thousands of links and and pages and titles about this particular person. Um, you know, like for example, for someone like Campos or Ragnick. I mean, those guys. Uh, even Monchi. Monchi, when he came here, he was a folk hero, right? He was he was the 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 king of Sevilla. He was uh, the king of Andalusia. He was the guy that brought so many trophies to 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 uh, to that club and was known as probably the best sporting director in the world and here you bring in a fresh face um you 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 insert him into an up-and-coming ownership and i think that's enough to 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 grant some enthusiasm for the fans
1: and pretend that we know this guy. And just because we did a five-minute Google search on this guy, pretend that we know his entire background. The fact of the matter is, Andy, this guy, as you just said, a new face, I guess we would say. Yes, he has had some big responsibilities at Benfica. I think that his profile, and we also have to mention, I mean, he is very young, 36 years. Of, to be handed the the keys to the Roma Sporting Project car, I think is a, is a big sign of trust on the part of the free kids. So again, given what we know on him, Andy, which is very, very limited, and also too, knowing that he wasn't really the one who could make... All of the decisions at Benfica. Now that we know he's arriving, given what you know about his profile, are you excited? Are you worried? For me, I am excited. I do think it is risky. I, I I think our good friend Sandro Alstini made a very apt comparison. He said it reminded him of when Luis Enrique came to Roma in 2011. And I think it does sort of have a feel to that, yeah?
2: Yeah, because in that case, you were bringing in a, a coach that had coached only uh, the, the youth Uh, the youth team Uh, that's that was his only coaching experience and and sort of that was a new name that was also uh, similarly to how we introduced Pinto with this analytics technology that is being sort of it's starting to be a a big talking point for a number of major footballing figures and more and more people buy into that Uh, similarly to that you you brought Enrique and when um when there was the the tiki taka culture when uh, Guardiola's Barcelona was in full swing and football was all about you know the fast paced creativity and 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 the numerous uh passes that were basically one touch football and um that was that was the idea I think behind that hiring and and here it's a similar idea in the way that this new ownership clearly wants to make an entrance and, and sort of reaffirm their statement that they want to um, make Roma competitive. But to do that, you also need to, uh, again, um, it's not only what happens on the pitch that matters, it's also what happens behind the curtains that then influences what takes place on the pitch. And um, it's 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 just, it, I think I'm excited. I can understand that there might be some worry because obviously we had different expectations. We heard thousands and thousands of names. And then last night we get this name out of the blue. And the first thing that you Google and you get the photo of a, a former Benfica player who now plays in an unknown Turkish team, that's not exactly stimulating. <laughs> for a fan base that was waiting, uh, 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 just checking every two seconds if the sporting director would, had been assigned, obviously that's yeah, it's not stimulating. But at the same time, it, it gives you it gives you a hint of where the Friedkins want to go for the, from the start, you know. And um, and it's also it's also funny to see that yes, exactly, we know nothing about this guy. But today I read a title. Of a, of a headline that basically said oh, I know um, gonna read. Pinto he's so he's so good at selling um it. <laughs> I knew, and it. I knew and, it and I'm <laughs> I'm sorry I'm predictable but it's true because it's you know, again it's um and this is no way it's just funny to to see how how different people think differently you know that um in order to sort of uh, uh bridge bridge the gap that is created by our, by our complete lack of knowledge of what this guy had been up to um, we 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 point out the fact that Benfica made a lot of money selling players uh, in in the recent years where it, when pinto was there um, at the same time there isn't that there is that second side to the metal that that, that uh, the, those sales were made possible by the fact that somebody and I'm just hinting here somebody who was responsible for scouting who was responsible for uh being entrusted in uh, the the, the scout the, the the youth department um somebody did their job really well to 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 get the right players to find the 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 young players with with great potential and um we've seen that we've seen the talent that has come out uh of that of of that part of europe um and more specifically benfica um and and that's that's also exciting that's that gives you a reason to see, to 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 see where where the friedkins are going with this hiring um and you know i can only you know i can only wish him well because it's it's always it's always probably difficult to to transition from a, a place where you had uh, a role. A clear role and a a, a a a team with clear objectives. Moving on to a team that you know is in tra- is in transition, is in is a work in progress, is 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 being sort of reinvented. Um, it it doesn't it, it's I I can only imagine it's it's not the easiest of things, but at the same time, it, I this could turn out to be something really exciting. Um, going long term. The thing I like, Andy, is it looks like they are putting
1: in place a structure to give him support. Because of how poorly the saga with Monchi went, I, I think that they learned that you have to have a good structure in place. It doesn't matter uh, who comes here, who leaves. The structure is the most important thing. And um, when I talk to somebody who used to be at the club uh, during Palotta's time, he mentions the structure that they had uh, before Monchi. He references specifically Sabatini. He goes, "Look at what Sabatini has done since he's left Roma. It's nothing." The reason he was he he succeeded, or one of the reasons he succeeded at Roma, was because we had a very good structure in place we had a good scouting network we had a good analytics team and I'm not saying Roma are trying to get back to that or oh so you're saying that Roma are going to be a club who continues to sell no 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 no. That, that, that's not what I'm saying that's not what I'm saying at all and I, I, I understand why people can draw that conclusion I guess after having read about it. and even what you and I have said about Pinto so far in this episode about his ability to find talents and sell them for big money okay we're not saying that okay we we don't know and I've, I'm i going to keep repeating it until until I hear it from the mouth of Dan or Ryan, freaking okay, we don't know Andy what their plans are. Again, we all know the financial situation of Roma, so I, I, it's difficult for me to envision Roma going out there and spending millions of euros on
2: new players
1: without having to make some sacrifices.
2: And can I just can I just mention that uh, another another sort of important hint for at least those that like to interpret stuff that happens is that within the last uh, seventy two hours we've renewed Milanese. We've renewed the contract of Zaleski, Cervo. Uh, today, Providence. So that those those are important signals um, that you, you shouldn't take for granted. That you know these these young players. Um, yes, their roles may be limited um, right now uh, in terms of you know first team appearances. But a renewal uh, in in these situations with with the new ownership coming in only three months ago, that's, that's a positive sign. So from a Friedkin
1: perspective, then you are happy with this appointment, you still think they are doing a good job. I know we touched upon this in the previous episode. So I can't imagine that your opinion has swayed within the last three to four days. But again, just tell me what you think about Friedkin in general after this appointment of Pinto.
2: I think that right now um when people expect this to to say something to make a judgment it's very very difficult um just as it was with with Palotta's Roma at first and I want to also remind everybody that Palota's Roma they there the was a belief in the in the youth sector and um you know you had players like uh, Florenzi and Pellegrini emerge from that um they were given a chance they were sent out on loan um they 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 you know they they wander place in the first team and that was the the story there was also a lot of failed attempts at at finding talent there um you know so many names to to pick and choose from um I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's unbelievable just to think about some of the names and some of the stuff that happened to these young players that really you don't wish uh, it happened to anybody. Um, So from for me, it's just it's a very it's a very exciting time, but also a time where um, it's it's hard to make judgments because it's everything is very foggy. We don't really know where we are headed. We just know that. The Friedkins want to find the tools, find the people that will allow them to be on track to to be competitive, whatever that means. It doesn't have to be, you know, winning the Champions League, but at least they, it's pretty evident that Roma within the last years of Palotta's ownership uh, declined and declined in a way that there were too many ideas too you know, too many ingredients in the same pot. You know, you get too many flavors. It's it's not done. It's not good. Sometimes you overcook it, and and you know, it's it's just not. It's not the right recipe. Um, and and so that was. I think that was the sad part about the the last years of Palote is that we had found the formula. We had. A team that, for I think about three or four years, uh, perhaps even more, were really competitive. We're in the run for things, and at the same time, there was the mismanagement of talent. Uh, you know, disputes within the club that created way too much tension for for the club really to succeed. I mean, there is there is so much you can you can you know hide from from uh, spilling onto the pitch um and that's what happened it, it it everything spilled and and people walked out of roma unhappy both players and 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 management uh di francesco Monchi, um so many names again baldissoni i don't even know if you know that was that was on happy terms i i don't believe it was but but here the it's starting, so you have. It's a process, you know. Trust the process. That was what they were saying in Philadelphia. No, I hope that trusting the process here will give us better results than it did in in, in Philadelphia. And um, for now, it's just the start. These are the first steps. Pinto, then someone else alongside him, and, and you can you can look at this thing differently, perhaps in a year or two. So we've spent the majority of this
1: episode so far discussing Pinto, obviously. We haven't even gotten to the match this
2: weekend, Andy. What are you feeling? Well, we should be winning and um, there is going to be absences, but this theme... After that run, they've had, should be able to pick up where they left off and um, and continue that run and continue that run in a very successful way. I expect them to play um, similarly to the way they played in the second half against Genoa. That this team has to capitalize on chances. A team like Parma is tough. We we saw what they did against Inter. We saw how fast they were on the counter, how uh, absolutely merciless they were um, compared to, you know, all the chances that Inter squandered. This is not a team that you can squander chances against. You have to make each one of them.
1: Exactly. If they if they play even slightly at the level that they did against Genoa, I have no fears for this match, even though they will be missing a number of key players. So that is going to do it for this episode. Again, we will talk to you following the match against Parma. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons who allow us to do this, who make this all possible. We greatly appreciate your support. So thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you in a few days. So until then, ciao.